Listen, all you New Yorkers. This is the 77 WABC minicast. It is interesting. Uh, Donald Trump, uh, as is no secret, has a history of saying things that are a little wacky. So it's it almost, I don't even look up when President Trump says something wacky these days, but I thought what he said and the particular manner in which he said it and the timing with which he said it was quite frankly pretty surprising for somebody as politically astute as Donald Trump is which I believe that he is for starters he actually said that Hezbollah which a lot of people consider a terrorist group in Lebanon which just days ago was firing rockets at Israel was very smart you know, Hezbollah is very smart. They're all very smart. The press doesn't like when they say, uh, you know, I said that President Xi of China, 1.4 billion people, he controls it with an iron fist. I said, he's a very smart man. They killed me the next day. I said he was smart. What am I going to say? But Hezbollah, they're very smart. I understand what he's saying there. I get it. I mean, he was very heavily criticized by Ron DeSantis and some of the other candidates. Basically, he's not endorsing Hezbollah or uh, Xi Jinping or Vladimir Putin or Kim Jong-un. He's saying, you know, these might be bad people, but that doesn't mean they're not intelligent people. That doesn't mean they're not clever strategists. Well, that explanation did not suffice for Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley and all the Republican candidates that are beating up President Trump. Here is one of the things that he said, though that I did think was a bit surprising, given what a strong supporter of Israel President Trump has been. You have chaos, bloodshed, war, terror, and death. Look what's happening today. Because the occupant of the White House is a laughingstock. All over the world, America's enemies cannot believe how lucky they got. They got real lucky. Every monster, villain, dictator, and terrorist, and there are plenty of them. I know most of them. I got to know a lot of them. All over the planet, they're having a field day because they know they will never have it better than they do with Crooked Joe, who in many cases receive money from those countries. And unfortunately, we're the most corrupt and incompetent president in our history. We're closer to World War III than anyone can understand. There's never been a time where we've been closer. We're inches away, and we have a man that literally can't speak. He can't get off a stage. That was actually not the clip that I I thought we were going to play. But um, he went on and bashed Benjamin Netanyahu. He said, I'll never forget that Bibi Netanyahu let us down. And he criticized the prime minister for not participating in the drone strike that killed General Soleimani in January of 2020. I thought it was interesting, given the fact that uh, President Trump has always prided himself on being such a supporter of Israel, that he would make those comments. And we're going to look for the other comment just so you can hear it um, for yourself. Somebody that's been doing some great reporting on this has been uh, Jacob Kornblue. He's the senior political reporter for The Forward, which is the oldest Jewish publication in America. Jacob, uh, good morning. Thanks for getting up early for us. Good morning. I actually didn't go to sleep yet. 
Wonderful. Thanks for staying up late. Appreciate it even more. Uh, Jacob, what um, what did you make of President Trump's comments with respect to Israel, and how are these comments being received in the pro-Israel community? Well, it was actually surprising given that we are a few days after a horrific attack where over 1,300 Israelis uh, were brutally murdered. And so one thing is that you expect from someone who was a, you know, considered one of the greatest friends Israel has had to express some sympathy and solidarity with the Israeli people. So we understand that he has a different way of expressing himself. We understand every leader has another way uh, how they talk. But when it comes to tragedy, people look at a leader one for obviously anger, condemning Hamas and anger at what happened, but also sort of some sympathy with what Israelis are are going through. And so there's two parts here. One is that he spoke of the attack as being incredible. And I understand that incredible could go both ways, but the way he described it was, here was an attack on Israel. Israel was not ready, and and therefore, um, you know, something has to happen. And so you have that situation where Israelis are saying, okay, I considered you my best friend, even right. better than Joe Biden, that we were ready, even though Joe Biden, nobody doubts that he's a friend of Israel and he loves Israel. We were looking forward, actually, to you returning to the White House uh, in 2024 and being our great friend for another four years. And suddenly this is what we are getting for it. And so Israelis are not only, uh, um, you know, uh, surprised at, at, you know, the lack of, of empathy, the lack of support that Trump is giving them, but actually, you know, by disparaging them, it sort of gives them second thoughts of what, who is Trump? Why did he do what he did for us until now? Maybe it was transactional. Maybe it wasn't um, um, out of genuine love for Israel. Maybe he had something out of that, and therefore he supported us now that he's not the president or now that he doesn't need us because we are uh, considered weak. He threw us under the bus. I mean, look, I, I obviously I'm sure President Trump policy wise would be just mm-hmm. as supportive of going after Hamas as uh, Joe Biden or or anybody else, if not more so. I, I just think, you know, he has a tendency to kind of um, riff and to speak. And uh, sometimes he doesn't necessarily fully think about what he's saying. I, I'm, just, I'm wondering certainly how these reactions or these remarks are going over with Benjamin Netanyahu's government, who historically has been a pretty good friend of President Trump, both uh, politically and personally, has the prime minister or anybody in his government put out a statement? Uh, actually, um, um, an Israeli cabinet minister reacted to uh, his comments about Hezbollah, not necessarily about the prime minister. But you have to also consider that with Trump, everything goes back to the election in 2020. And when Benjamin Netanyahu um, congratulated Biden ah. for his win, um, that sort of, so 
according to you know authors who have written books about the Trump presidency, um, he expressed his frustration with Netanyahu going back to 2017. Uh, if you recall, uh, Trump had that dream of an ultimate deal between Israel and the Palestinians. Uh, and Netanyahu didn't necessarily go along with that idea uh, because he's a hawk and also because his government, the makeup of his government was not necessarily created to deal uh, with uh, concessions for the Palestinians. And for him, it sort of said, wait, why is Bibi not going along with what I consider is for me the best deal that I can get? And fast forward to 2020, when Benjamin Netanyahu, who is still the prime minister of Israel, has to congratulate the leader who was just elected. And, and you know, um, Trump said, well, this election was rigged. I'm still president. Why is he doing that to me? And from then, you saw uh, a continuous sort of barrage of attacks here and there, not necessarily in public, obviously. Um, this was the first time he expressed his frustration uh, for Netanyahu in public. And if I have to assess why he did it, uh, I, can, I can see two reasons to it. One is obviously the personal vendetta he has against Netanyahu because he sort of uh, congratulated Biden when uh, right. when Trump wanted first to contest the election. 